You will be known for what you do consistently, not occasionally. We are consistently in the studio bringing you Leaders Need Friends. This is John with Jake and Jordan. Hello. Hey, everybody. You may hear Winnie in the background. She's just kind of going through her teenage years right now. (laughs) Yeah. She is. But she is loved and part of the crew here at LNF. And so let's talk leadership. Let's talk friendship. Pull up a chair. Grab a Coke Zero. Pop the top. Today's episode is sponsored by Quest. A sound effect in there. That would be good because you've lost a sound effect. I did. One day we'll load our our cue sounds with just like little cool quotes from people. Little sound oh yeah, bites. that'd be cool. Little sound bites. But no, I'm excited about this week, guys. I've been looking forward to it all day. Afternoon session. Let's get it. Afternoon. Let's do it. That part right there. You like that? I like it. I like our intro song a lot. I do too. Me yeah. too. It's just kind of vibey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When I listen to playback in the truck, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Um, It's just a nice little fade nice in. Nice little fade in. Yeah. Like a get your mind ready yeah. to hear. That's right. Right. Did you get my two sausages for the caravan? Two sausages <laughs> for the caravan. Somebody I, asked I, me. I do them. I don't realize that people listen to our podcast because I'm like, we're just having fun with our friends yeah. and then whatever. And then we had this guy at dinner on Friday night, our friend Cam. Saturday. It's Saturday, my bad. And he was like, okay. do the sausage thing. And I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And he was like, the, the, the kid you did. And I was like, oh my gosh. So my friend Cam told me that you were taken back by the price of a full cow from the butcher. I mean, it's like, Six thousand dollars. And then I heard it was followed up with, "Well, how much will you do a chicken for?" <laughs> I did say that. I didn't. I remember. I what said did that. the butcher say to you? I didn't do it. It was someone else. So I well, I talked to a friend who you know does all the cow stuff. Yes. And she was like, mm-hmm. "Well, we can do a quarter." And I was like, "A quarter? Okay, great." Quarter. Of and a I didn't cow. do that math in my head. Twenty five percent of the six thousand dollar price. The same and it is worth it. It's just not where we're at. I'm going to keep buying that buy one, get one free Amen. at Publix. Amen. <laughs> Be getting at 98 too yes. or whatever. Buy one, it's get like one mostly free. fat, Boneless, a little bit chicken. of meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, no, yeah, I, I think to your point, um, the pressure of podcast isn't on us because it's just a an no. outlet or a space for us yeah. To, yeah. to talk and have, yeah, recorded, documented conversation that we can reference back to. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's unpacking things. And other times, like last week, mm-hmm. it was a prequel to uh, what ended up sparking kind of the the, the meat of a, yeah. a conversation at church on Sunday. And so we had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. We did. No, that was great. So here's where I want to go this week. Let's, uh, you know, leaders are readers. And so there's yeah. always great leadership content, whether you are looking for something to help empower your team, like the working genius from the table group, Patrick mm-hmm. Lencioni. An incredible mind uh, gave a resource, uh, The Working Genius. If you're interested in more of that, uh, reach out to us because I happen to be a certified Working Genius facilitator. And we can put that link in the show notes. Yeah, we can help your team with efficiency and productivity. It's amazing. And it helped ours. It transformed our entire team. Seriously. I mean, increase within the last couple of weeks, just 80% productivity. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's been awesome. Mm-hmm. It has been. It took like a lot of frustrations and actually empowered people to be where they were supposed to be. Yeah. And it's been really good. It helps yeah. us put language behind all of it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit of leadership. Um, I'm going to give a quote from a book. We won't get into the meat of the book because, uh, man, I'm just kind of 
kind of eating it right now. So just kind of stirring through. It's a good freaking book. It's this book called uh, 10X is Easier Than 2X. Yep. Really addressing a lot of mindset. But one of the quotes that Dan Sullivan says in there that's really kind of sticking with me is what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk a little bit of leadership growth. It's good. It is really easy to get stuck in doing the same old thing over and over again. Yeah. Hoping to get a a different result, a better result, um, a more effective result. And so the concept of 10X versus 2X, really just to kind of, kind of put some framework around it. Um, what got us here won't get us there. When you grow to a, a, a position, be it business or be it personal, be it in your faith, um, man, like, like what got you there, uh, will not get you to that next jump, that sure. next, uh, season of growth. And so, uh, we could look at it a couple of different ways, personal, professional, mm-hmm. spiritual, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to just get saved right away. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. salvation is justification just as if I didn't do it. Right. When, when we come to the recognition of our need of a savior, mm-hmm. the Bible makes it pretty simple to come to him. We don't have to stumble or trip coming to Jesus. It is yeah. confess, believe on the name of Jesus and you'll be saved. Yeah. And so salvation is uh, immediate. That's that justification aspect of our faith. But then you go through a process of sanctification. Mm-hmm. So what got us here won't get us there. Sanctification is a process of there. Yeah. And so uh, if you're looking at it from the concept of uh, the literal story of the children of Israel being rescued out of Egypt, mm-hmm. salvation was let's get you out of Egypt. Sanctification right. is let's get Egypt out of you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. so what got you here is not going to get you to the next place. Right. And so when we start looking at things like that, Mm-hmm. We have to consider what got us here, yeah, and what needs to stay on the journey, and what needs to be cut away, yeah, so that we can be more effective on the journey forward, yeah. Because I think that's the beauty of growth, right? It's true. And you said, you know, spiritually with a business, with marriage, with all these yeah. things, it's the same thing with marriage. You know, yeah. you get married, and what Absolutely. you started on, everything changes. Our friend Sean told us once that even everything changes as you. You guys have all been married longer than us, and it's like. Like what you want changes, your job might change, what you're able to do might mm-hmm. change, and in, in hormonal get, changes. It's true. I mean, like for real, there's talk a about lot. All of it. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot that changes, and it doesn't. It's not easy to just kind of put like a yeah. one size fits all. We do a date night this night every night. This is exactly what we do for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah. things change. No, it's got to grow. Absolutely, yeah. it has to. That's why, I'm, like, I'm yeah. a I'm an advocate for like uh, reflection points. That's good. Uh, whether you do it quarterly whether you do it yearly, annually, whatever that looks like. Yeah. But where, where you kind of have an assessment with, I mean, like looking back, reflecting on the year that was like, what are some highlights of our marriage? What are some things that we just knocked it out of the park? Um, What are some of the lowlights? Where do we miss each other? Mm. All right. Now that we're here and want to go there, what can we do now to get there? Right. And so we can do that for our marriage. Um, If you're married, if you have kids, um, just anything Mm -hmm. if you, don't aim for something, you'll miss everything. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And so you'll just hit a, a random target. What does Wayne Gretzky slash Michael Scott say? <laughs> you miss 100% of the 100% shots you don't take. Shots you don't take. <laughs> yeah. And I love how Craig Rochelle says it, that your life is constantly moving in the direction of your greatest or strongest thought. That's really true. good. So if you have a great thought, like if it's a strong thought in a positive direction. Right. Well, more power to you, man. Move towards it. Yeah. But what happens when there's just a little hiccup and now your greatest thought is 
driven by a lie, driven by fear. Yeah. Or my marriage will never get better. It's or true. we'll always go through this season with our kids just being crazy. Right. And so what got us here won't get us there. And if I personally reflect on that, um, which I've been doing a lot lately, mm-hmm. um, let's look at different arenas. So from a, a professional side, we look at, and this is, this is going back into the past, not to try to reframe some hurt and pain, but really seeing like the hand of God yeah. on, on the church. That's good. So when we look back at where we were in 2017 mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. rarely, and, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm surprised I'm going to talk about this on the podcast, but I am too. maybe it kind of feels safe because yeah. I don't know how many people listen to this anyways. <laughs> but like when we look back and, and know that we started uh, kind of the relaunch, replant of our church with 78 just faithful bought in people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from that, looking at last Sunday's attendance, like almost touching 1200. Yeah. Yeah. That's an insane God story. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And so when you look at that, we've got to understand the only reason I'm even giving numbers for context is what got us mm-hmm. here. Won't get us there. Right. Um, I'm not a leader who is constantly driven by, we've got to grow it bigger. Yeah. I mean, the truth is like true. Kathy says, yeah. That if you get better, your customers demand that you get bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the law of multiplication is all it takes is five new families to each invite five new families. It's true. crazy. And uh, my math was wrong last time. Was it? Because if family number one invites five. Yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25. So yeah, 25 families. I was looking at like 25 people. No, it's like. But 25 families. 25 times whatever yeah. the average number I think it's like of three a and a half. Is. Yeah. But let's go. So four that's almost another crazy. 100 yeah. people. Another 100 people. Just mm. like that. Yeah, that's crazy. And so when you look at that, you got to consider, um, well, what is it that we can do? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you, I, like for, for staff wise. Yeah. And this is, yeah, just flushing out ideas. Um, the answer is not always hire more staff. Right. It's to get better at what we're doing with the staff we oh, have. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's cutting out some things. Yeah. Uh, that comes from that book. That's where that mindset right. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that's where you take it back to, you know, who you originally started talking about was the Israelites. Yeah. Because it was, what, a three-day journey? Three-day. Three, where they yeah. needed to go? Some say four, but three three to five days. Three to five we'll, days. We'll call it that. Definitely <laughs> less than... Yeah. Than 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. <laughs> but the Lord knew that their character had to be developed. Yeah. And things had to be trimmed. Yeah, trimmed. Yeah, very much so. In fact, an entire generation had to die off before they could step into the yeah, promise. which yep. is heavy. Which is a heavy, heavy thing. It's very yeah. heavy. And so the cool thing for, for, for where I believe we're at from a church side of things, so we're just talking about professional, is that we're not stepping into new promise. We're right. stepping into deeper promise. Yeah, yeah that's good. good. And so, you know we could get away with some stuff with 78 people. Yeah. A lack of attention in this area or that area. But as we look at where we're at now mm-hmm. and the stewardship of influence and resource, there's just some other things that we have to consider. It's true. And so yep. what needs to be trimmed? What do we need to give more attention to that we're not giving attention to? Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if the 20% of what really matters gets all of our attention, then like the 80% would grow right as a result of that, that, that just kind of concentration. But it seems that we concentrate on 80% of what is not as effective as 20%. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what gets us here? Your business. Yeah, our business. It has to change. Everything about marketing changes. And I know there's some foundational principles, yes, but things have to change. And I think that's something that we had to adopt very early and realize, okay, if we try to stay the same, then we're not actually going to be taking care of people. We've got to change our methods and change the way people receive information. And even over the past, we started the business seven years ago, the past four years, the way people receive communication and and just so many different things has changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to get really comfortable with that. But even on like the one thing that if we're getting real personal that Jake and I have been looking at with our um, businesses, you know, neither one of us really have a business major. And so we have to rely on people like John and a few other of our friends to really tell us, Hey, financially, how do you get from here to here? And what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. And we spent some time this week, um, looking into that. And it was crazy. Cause like you hear some of the issues, there's the same when you get there. And so where mm, I would yeah. be like, I don't want to double anything or 10 X anything yeah. or do any of that. Cause I'm fearful that we don't have everything figured out. Yeah, you realize it's that it's, it's really yeah. the same type. It's on a different volume of course, but it's yeah, a, right. the same type of issue there. Yeah. And it's just kind of like yeah. changing how you approach it constantly. Yeah. I think, uh, professionally too, we had a project just a couple weeks ago, um, yeah. that really forced us to rethink mm. the way that we operate as a yeah. business. So yeah. like, for example, normally, um, I'm someone who has equipment in hand and I'm, you know, boots on the ground capturing things. Mm-hmm. And then also on the back end editing, well, we actually had to kind of shift our entire business model to where we empowered other people yeah. to capture that content, a because the scale was a yeah. lot larger than we yeah, had ever dealt with true. in the past, yeah. Um, and b we needed to be available to run, uh, a basically like damage control mm-hmm. or put out yeah, you, and potential fires and manage the people. You want to find yourself in a seat that you are making the decisions that only you can make, yeah, because you've empowered someone else to do the things that others can do, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think we have been blessed with the people we've had around us with this. Cause I feel like John, you've always kind of had that mentality of like, listen, absolutely. I remember you telling us one time, if God has called you to it, then he's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it might look different than you thought it did. That's okay. And that was comforting for us even in the beginning. Oh, very. And and, And honestly, the beauty in that is, is you recognize that you're, you're the conduit in which God has decided to deposit the exactly. glory of yeah. who he is. Which is pretty awesome. It's true. Which is when Colossians 3.23 becomes a reality. That's right. That do, you know, all things as if unto the Lord. Yeah. And so when you're honoring God with this project mm-hmm. by stewarding and putting things, parameters in order. And yeah. What is the most effective thing that you can do on that day? And Jake, for you, it wasn't camera in hand content. No. It was, I need to be able to bounce back and forth, mm-hmm. anticipate, you know, variables that were out of control. Right. Because the ones you could control were already settled. Yeah. It's and, true. And guess what? They came up. Yep. That Absolutely. day, like yeah. behind the scenes, was one of the most yeah. difficult technical wise yeah. that we've dealt with in a long yeah. time. Which makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I think the only time with that idea of like things have to change, what got you here won't get you there, yeah. is that there's some people on your team 
um, that you're in relationships with a friendship that are that love change. Yeah, I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. you who's sitting in this room that loves change. That would be John <laughs> Dowdy. He loves change. Yeah. There's some people who are a little more resistant to yeah. it, and that is totally fine. Yeah, but yeah. that's normally what it is. It, it makes people feel like oh, we can't change anything, or or even looking into the future. There's like a fear there of like, well, yeah. things change. What does this look like? And so right. you've got to have some people on your team. And in yeah. your life, who who embrace change Absolutely. to me for that to be a concept you live by. Yeah. yeah. What gets you here won't get you there. And I want I want you to hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. It's like, you know, the 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 increase of the growth. Like prayer definitely will get you next. Yeah. To your next season. But at some point it's prayer and preparation. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. So you can pray, God, let this event go well when right. there's, you know, seventy people. But yeah. then when you have organized chaos, yeah, a thousand plus people, different. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, pray by all means, pray. Yeah, but you better throw some preparation on top of it's your prayer. True. It's yeah. true. You better throw some strategy on Both top are of your holy. prayer. Yeah, yeah, Both absolutely. Are holy. And I think that's where we. I, so I can also speak a good from way that, to say that from uh, like a worship side of things. Like there's yeah. there's a, a wide gamut mm. of styles of worship. Yes. and what is and isn't the right way to do worship. And, you know, I think most of the time those are mutually exclusive in those camps. So it's like you either prepare all the way and it's like structure, structure, structure. Yeah, There's no, not necessarily no room for the Holy Spirit to move, but it's also like, okay, we know this down to the exact millisecond that something's going to happen. And then there's the other camp that's like, well, the Holy Spirit will lead and we'll just show up. We'll just do in the and yeah. And there's no emphasis on the preparation. If you really wanted to dig into that without getting too far into the weeds. Yeah. The concept of God being a God of order. Yeah. Um, if you read in the Old Testament, how much order was around worship. Oh yeah. To the point where if something was done out of order. People died. Yeah. It was very serious. In the presence Ooh. of a holy and a living God. Yeah. yeah. And there was and, a lot of detail and a yes. lot of. Like, I mean, like, think about the Ark of the Covenant. It was yes. like, take six steps, stop worship. Six steps, stop worship. Yeah. Right. No one is to touch the Ark of the Covenant. Even right. when the Ark of the Covenant went to fall off the little wagon, which, by the way, that wasn't transported right to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, the priest reaches up to touch it. Boom. Gone. Out of order. Yeah. But then people can. Like the rebuttal there is, well, we're under the new covenant. Right. Well, nothing about the new covenant did away with order. It didn't change mm-hmm. God's character. In fact, you can look at the letters from Apostle Paul. Right. That talks about orderly worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when when you look in that sense, and I get it, trust me. I mean, I understand like for me, and there's a percentage of people that will show up to your church on a Sunday morning who would love nothing more than to sit and soak in the presence of God for 28 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the case, great. But you got to think on a Sunday morning when we, when we um, prepare a Sunday morning uh, worship experience mm-hmm. with everybody in mind. Right. That means I've got the person who can't spell God to the person who uh, relies on every breath from God. Yeah. So True. the person who's been walking with them all their life, the person who's just walking in, to Sunday morning from Saturday night's mistake. Right. Yep. Doesn't matter where they walk into, you have a, a you have a, a spectrum of people, an mm-hmm. array yeah. from 
far to very close to God. And at best, man, we're throwing a pebble in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Just trying to make some ripples. It's true. Exactly. And so I, I think that's where you have to consider the middle ground effect. Mm-hmm. And not everyone rallies in the middle. It's true. Although the middle is the ground that we fight for. Yeah. It's the position where people uh, lay down their legalistic liens, um, the overly structured versus the, um, you know, overly spontaneous. Right. And so when, when we're able to kind of navigate people to a middle space, like, man, we, we see word and spirit collide. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And what I mean by both are holy is, so there's actually, in being prepared, you're actually creating more room for the spirit to move. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Because you are so already in tune Come on. with everything that's coming up yeah. that if something is a curveball, guess what? Yeah. It's not really a curveball. Yeah. Because you've got everything so yeah. if, well oiled and ready to go. And if right. you're looking at you it from that scene, right into that. That's so good, Jake. Because by the time Sunday morning first service opens up, yeah. we are not waiting on the Holy Spirit to show no. up. He's already there. That's right. Yeah. We're engaging <clears throat> with a song that started at the beginning of time. Yeah. That mm-hmm. has not stopped. Like the concept of the Lord singing over our lives. Yeah. And then us joining in with a choir of angels that are around the throne room of heaven right now singing, holy, holy, holy is the yeah. Lord God Almighty. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is we're just kind of getting into that stream. I'm not trying to make That's another right. stream. Right. We're just coming right in line with it. All the preparation has taken place. Mm-hmm. Everything has been prepared. And then when we feel a moment through discernment and other spiritual gifts active, yeah. I mean, there's built-in spontaneity. Yeah. Because we we know whether it's 22 minutes to the throne room and back. Right. Um, even even the concept of leaving the throne room, man, like Sunday's Sunday's full send. Yeah. Everyone who leads on Sunday, whether it's the word, whether it's worship, whatever that is, man, like we're we're giving out from from the overflow. That's right. Yeah. From my cup running over. Yeah. I might have had to sit at a table in the presence of my enemies on Thursday, but in Sunday I'm in the house. That's right. Yeah. And when I'm there, I am worshiping. It's good. I am soaking in God's word. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, the fun thing about worship, it ain't about you to begin with. It's true. Well, <laughs> well, I don't really like who cares what you like. It ain't about <laughs> you in that moment. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, it's funny how we can make worship about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can make everything about us. Yep. It's what our flesh wants. It's, it's true. nature. I can make everything about me. There you go. Me too. But just consider <laughs> what got us here won't get us there. And, and just, I, I would challenge you, man, take some reflection time over this week. Look at your marriage. Look at your family. Look at your kids. Look yeah. at success in the business. Look at your faith. Look at all avenues and arenas that you occupy a space in and consider what needs to go, what needs to stay, what needs to be added, and how can we continue to grow? Because that's always our posture. Yeah. When I hear the music, everything in me wants to say, this is John Dowdy. What? Signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Or Walter Cronkite. There it is. Oh, gosh. There it is. Y'all, be easy. Read Song of Solomon. To your love, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs>
And watch out for them cheeks. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. See ya. Love you guys. Next week. <laughs>